the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number 20 for the week of October 17th, 2005. <laughs> Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I'm Dave Hamilton. And wow, you are not. John, <laughs> I'm John Braun, but uh, you Dave, are. You almost skipped a beat there, but then we're we're starting a little late. That's right. Well, and relatively little, speaking, relatively speaking, that's right. We're we're doing this once again on Monday night, and I have a feeling that this may become more of a habit than uh, than the Sunday night thing, especially in the uh, in the near future. But uh, we'll keep you posted. But uh, if you don't see us on Sunday, never fear. We are here. We've got sponsors paying the bills, and so we're going to keep doing this thing. We and do. We're going to do it because we like we it do. anyway. What's that? Yes. Once a week. Once a week. Once a week. Once a week. So set your, uh, you know, don't don't do a manual update and click the button all the time. But, you know, yeah. check Stay once a day. Stay subscribed. We'll you be can, there. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> so. So. How was your weekend, John? It was not too bad. That's uh, good. What did I do, actually? Uh, did you yeah, stay dry? Uh, yes, it, but there was rained, flooding down the road. In New England here, yeah. <laughs> there were some nice pictures, yeah, probably a half a mile down the road for me. Some people got evacuated, and they had uh, – the winds were blowing in the same direction the tide would have been, so it you know, did, did an interesting thing with the water and that it yeah. brought it <laughs> in. where it really <laughs> shouldn't be. Uh yeah, I'm far enough away. You know where I'm at. Where I'm, I'm just far enough away where I can walk to the beach, but I won't be like at the attacked beach. by it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we we mentioned our sponsor, so let, let's let's get right into that. The uh, and I want to make sure I have all my notes here because they sent us some updated notes. Uh, our sponsor for this week and for the entire month of October is Got Game Entertainment and their new title, Rem 2. And Rem 2, uh, the update is now that it will be out on November 1st, uh, and a new demo for the game will be released next week at rem2.com. Rem is, uh, it's like, uh, it's a it's a first-person puzzle-oriented adventure game uh, in the same vibe, if you will, as Myst. John and I have both had the, the opportunity to play it a little bit, and... Uh, and it's got that same sort of thing going on. There's the, the lots of visual elements happening, all 3D, uh, first Very person. Very immersive. You get the uh, the sounds. You get the uh, you can look around kind of deal. So uh, you know, you it's have not to boring. solve puzzles. Puzzles, yes, puzzles. not destroy things, but solve puzzles. That's right. Rated do something e good for everyone. Now due out on November first. Uh, a demo coming next week, so you'll all be able to see what John and I have been. Uh, been talking about here hopefully that will be out uh, they, they didn't give any indication other than next week and i believe that's this week because we got this email last week so <clears throat> rem2.com yeah. look for it enjoy it and uh at major know. retailers right major retailers yep all across north america for uh 29 us right Yes. Okay. Uh, so, so uh, terminal. No more games. What, what's that? We're not playing games anymore because we're going to talk about some pretty serious. Oh, right for the show, you mean? Yes. 
Yes. I, I, I can still play games after the show, though, right? <laughs> you, you play REM or? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I didn't know if the rules had changed. <laughs> so this week, as promised, we're going to talk about the terminal. Uh, Mac OS X, of course, is built on top of Unix, as most of you know. And uh, Unix, of course, it's flavor. Uh, Mac OS X is built on a flavor of Unix, most most resembling BSD's flavor of Unix, though. I open BSD, some, I think. What's Open BSD is, I think, the closest thing that that uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and I don't believe I am. And it's very nice. It is very nice, but uh, there are so there there are many things that you can do in the terminal that you simply cannot do from the command line. And I, I just have to adjust my little level here. I've got too much going on, John. You understand, don't you? Everything's <laughs> got to sound good. Because if I can't hear myself, what point is it, right? Uh, and, and so as John and I were, were doing our little pre-production for this show, we, we realized that we have a ton of audio comments to go through, a lot of reader feedback uh, that's sort of relevant that we want to get through uh, later on uh, in the show this evening. So... We are going to chop up the terminal section into two segments, and, and loosely those two segments will be uh, easy stuff this week and then uh, more, more in-depth stuff next week, right? What's the terminal? Okay. If you're thinking that, then Well, you're in the listening. right place. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can get you there. Uh, and if you know exactly what the terminal is, please do stay, stay listening because we'll need your help for next week. Um, so if you're, if you're already a terminal jockey, stay, stay close because, uh, th there will be things that, uh, for which we would like your help. So the first thing we're going to talk about is of course, getting to the terminal, go to, go to applications, utilities, and terminal or command space bar. If you're in tiger type terminal into spotlight and wait for the application to appear and select it. Or if you're, wow. Now, you know, I see something else here called console is that close or should it, we save that for another one let, let's let's save that for another one because it is close but really all console does and we'll 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 get deeper into this later because it's a good <clears throat> thing to mention yes. console monitors log files that exist in the terminal that that exist uh, basically from the command line uh mm. so kind of yeah Kind of. I knew that, but the first, very you. first time I launched OS X, I was like, console, that sounds like a great thing. And I'm like, oh, this isn't that's what I not thought. That's what so, I thought it was. That's right. No, just to warn you. That's right. That's right. So put it in the dock. You suggested that, right? Yeah. So when you open up the terminal, you're presented with uh, a, a little prompt, and the cursor just sort of stares at you. It says, welcome to Darwin, gives you the time, and then usually gives you your name and maybe the computer you're on, and, and that's about mm -hmm. it. There are thousands of commands available to you, hundreds if not thousands. And one of the best ways of examining what those commands are is by using the man command. Man oh, is short. Man. man. Oh man. Man is short for manual. <laughs> so uh, let, let, let's let's start with with a very simple command and that is ls. If you go to the terminal type ls and press enter, you will see a listing of the files that are there. And huh. right? Do you not see yeah. that, John? Okay, good. That's pretty that's good. That's good. You know, it's kind of sparse though. It is kind of sparse. And and this is where the man command can can come into handy. Uh so what you'll do is is you type man space ls and and man will typically work with any command from the terminal. So man space ls and you'll get up on your screen 
an editor window showing you all of the options for LS. And if you just use your arrow keys, you can scroll through and see that there are a jillion little switches. LS has an option for like every letter of the alphabet. I believe they do. That's right. <laughs> and, and so it, what you'll do is you, you'll look through these and you'll find, okay, there's all sorts of stuff. What is it that I'm looking for? For me, what I do a lot of times is I'll type LS space dash to turn on the options. L-H-A-T. That gives me, uh, let's see if I can get this right. Long output, human readable, mm -hmm. all data. Is that right? Gosh, I can't remember which one is which. Uh, that's Include directory entries. Uh, a, a gives you all files, right? So even hidden yeah. directories are appeared. Yeah, that's right. And and then T, and I've got to I got to check my. Uh, oh, that's a good one. I usually do LS A. Yeah, if I know there's invisible invisible stuff, because yep. you'll notice there's things with a period before them. They don't show up in a regular listing, but they will with an all listing. Yes. And T, the final option, sorts by time, which is what I thought it did. But mm -hmm. I've been doing it for so many years, I forget. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and if you want to. Uh, Know where you are. Is that a good one? I think that's a great one. I think it's PWD, print working directory. PWD, PWD, and then press enter. That's right. And it'll show you what, what, uh, what folder you're in. Now, normally you're going to be in slash users slash whatever your, your home directory, if you will. <clears throat> now, you may want to do something in a different directory. And if you do, you would type CD to change directory space. And then you could type in the big long file name, or I like doing. <laughs> do you like typing no, in the big it. long file name? It's terrible. Well, this is one of those times where OS ten can be very, very handy. And what you can do is you can go to back to the Finder and take a folder. And now that you've typed CD space, you can take a folder and drag it into the terminal, and it will automatically type whatever it is. Whatever folder it is, oh. the path to that folder can be very handy. Oh, I was thinking something a little different, if uh -huh. I could Go ahead. expand. Yeah. Is that if I know, so I do PWD, I see where I'm at. If you want to get to somewhere else and you know how it starts, ah, you yes, can start typing completion. it. Yes. And uh, many versions of Unix have this. So if you, like, for example, if I say CD slash, and I hit a slash U, and then I hit tab, it'll match up. Well, actually, it beeped there because there's a user and user, or there's multiple things. But anyways, hitting tab will complete if there's something with that name in that directory. So that saves a lot of typing. So all you need to know when you want to get to a certain directory is the top level one. Then you type the first right. character or so, hit tab, and you get to it very, very quickly. And uh, the, unfortunately, that takes a little knowledge of the Unix file structure, but you'll, you'll get to know it for a while. As you, yes, as you, you navigate will. through. Well, and you, you already know a lot of it because you've already been using mm -hmm. the folder structure on your Mac. So if, for example, you wanted to get to the utilities folder, you would type CD space slash and the slash, any slash that we're talking about here is the slash underneath the question mark. Because Enormous after all, slash. this ain't Windows, folks. <laughs> anyway, uh, slash, and then you'd hit a capital A and hit tab or AP rather, and hit tab because there are other things with A's perhaps on this machine. AP mm -hmm. tab, and that fills out applications. And then I hit U tab or UT tab. Bam, that fills out utilities. I hit enter mm -hmm. and I didn't have to waste my, uh, my, my magic hands typing all that stuff. 
This is what you get on a Monday night, folks. It, it's a little sillier because mm. John and I have been working all day. Ugh. Yeah. Yes. As opposed to, you know, sitting around the house in our underwear. So, <laughs> I'm doing that now. Which is what we do on Sundays. <laughs> Go. Go. Keep going. We can't leave him with that thought for too long. No. <laughs> uh, now, I'm, I'm going to jump back here uh, because if you were following along, you're, you're probably uh -huh. cursing us right now. Because if you did type... If you have a stock OS X installation with Tiger anyway, and this mm -hmm. has changed from, from Panther to Tiger, but if you, if you run a Tiger and you typed man space LS, just like we told you to before, you're probably mm -hmm. sitting there saying, Dave, John, how do I get out of this? I've tried everything and short of just simply quitting the terminal, which would work just fine, I don't know what to do. And that's because OS X, now anytime you open up a man... Uh, well, it's called the man viewer, but anytime mm -hmm. you open up a, a, a man page or a documentation page, it opens it up in this ancient but still quite valuable viewer called VI, or more specifically, I believe it actually opens it up in VIM, which is an enhanced version of VI. VI. Uh, VI. And that, believe it or not, that was the first text editor I ever learned back <sighs> in the day. Uh, yeah, oh, I've been, I've been using Unix since before we called it the you. internet. Hey, you know. <laughs> Why? Why me? Okay. Well, you don't know the one pure editor. Oh my! Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about editors here in a second, but I do want to finish this thought lest our ADD get the best of us and you, mm -hmm. and yes. and leave our poor readers, listeners rather. I know you'll yell at me about that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's stuck in this in this mode. So, if you don't know VI, chances are you don't really have to learn it. However, there's one keystroke key sequence rather that you definitely need to know ready go escape colon which of course is shift semicolon q lowercase q as in quit and enter so escape colon q enter that will get you out of the manual page very very important to know because otherwise, you'll get stuck in a loop. Now, if you were actually editing a file, which you don't want to do with man pages, but if you were editing a file, you could change the Q to an X, and bam, you'd be out. Of course, you have no way of editing that file because you're not in edit mode. You're simply in navigate mode when you're in there. And VI is something, depending on how many comments we get about it, we may go deeper into it. I can talk about VI uh, quite a bit more, but, uh, but I'm not going to waste your time with it because... There's an What's easier next? editor to use. And I think, and this is where John is wrong, uh, but I think that the best editor to use in OS X is Pico. And yes, I realize lots of Unix purists are throwing things at me now. That's okay. I can take it. Pico or, or it, it, it's, it's near analog Nano, N-A-N-O, which you can all remember because of Apple's almost latest iPod, right? They, Ooh. Yeah. We can talk about that too, though. We don't want to go too far off. iPod of the week. iPod of the week. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Apple's iPod the of month. last week. Yeah. The month. Apple's iPod of last month, right. <sighs> so uh, if you type Pico and then just test, if you open up a new terminal window, type Pico, P-I-C-O or Nano, N-A-N-O. I believe OS X is happily, will happily <laughs> use either. Yeah. Um, and, and then type Nano space test. It'll open up a window. And it'll sort of look like an almost friendly terminal window. You can move around with your uh, your arrow keys. You can type 
as you would expect to type. You can move up, bounce things around. And the best part about it is all the help or all the commands are, are presented with contextual help at the bottom. If you look at the bottom of the screen, you'll see little carrots and the carrots are in front of characters. And for example, to exit out, you see at the bottom left carrot X. Well, carrot in geek world or terminal world. Yeah, there's a carrot on my keyboard. Yeah, don't hit that. Carrot means control. Okay, so hold down the control key and hit X. Yes, not command, not like a Mac. It, it, this is, con, you know, command line stuff. Unix. It's Unix. Yeah. So command or contr uh, <laughs> control, control X. And then it asks you, do you want to save? And it's all done in English. And you can say yes, or you can say no, or you can cancel. And all those options are presented to you. You can use control W to search through a file. Very, very handy. Now, um, we're going to tie Emacs all this people. together. For Emacs people, go ahead, John. Quickly, Control yeah, no. X, Control C. All right. Well, e what John's talking about is <laughs> that's it, how it, you escape from Emacs. It, okay. Yeah, that's right. If, if you type Emacs space and a file name, or if you find yourself in Emacs, say, please say that again, John. Control X, Control C. That's the magic exit out of Emacs. And now, how, how much about Emacs do you know? Do you use Emacs quite a bit, or have you used it quite uh, a bit? Oh, I did back in my prime days yes there was a prime computer oh i, was, no, I thought was, you were talking about your advanced age no <laughs> john you have to understand john is is probably two or three times my age so <laughs> oh you're funny uh yeah right. I think so. um emacs no we did it on prime and you bring uh, him out of the mostly it was programming uh macros so you could say okay go to the end of line lop this off, go to the next line, stuff like that. So you get to oh, find okay. macros and uh, it, it come back to me. But it was a nice editor, but it is a kitchen sink editor. And yeah. no, I will admit that. Yeah. I mean, when I used it, I used it for everything. But uh, but yeah, one of the slimmer editors is what I prefer now. Not VI though, because it throws you into this mode where you don't know what to do. No, the, the only good thing... Modal editors I don't like. Yeah, and that's what VI is, is a modal editor. <clears throat> you jump from mode to mode, whereas... Something like Pico or I believe even Emacs, you're basically in edit mode. Yeah, most, I want it all, if, baby. If not all the time. That's right. Uh, it, it is valuable to know VI only because if you get a default Unix installation, that is the editor that will be included. You know, the others are add-ons. Emacs is an add-on. Pico is an add-on. Now, it's included with a lot of the default distributions, but VI is the one no. that is always there. So, if you don't have that, yeah. oh no, Ed still exists. I'm Ed's, sorry. Oh boy, <laughs> we won't sink that low, will we? No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> I, VI, I believe VI is older than either one of us here. So, even despite John's advanced age. Uh, <laughs> yeah, VI is uh, is older than either one of us, so I think next we can stop there. Next, move on, move, moving right along. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go. Well, let's talk about viewing files. Let's say you need to. You're looking in your uh, your your computer here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna navigate to find a good little file to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um. Let's see. Oh, let's uh, well, let's talk about uh, hosts because hosts is an in interesting file, and, and and it's in the Etsy directory, which is a directory you've never seen before. Mm. So 
if you wanted to look at the at the contents of the host file, and I realize that the host file is often overlooked by various versions of OS X, but it, it, it can work. If you go to CD space slash ETC, or in Unix terms, John, Etsy slash Etsy. Yeah, CD slash Etsy. And you want to just see the contents of the file. You don't want to try editing it because you know that you could screw things up. There's many different options. My favorite, well, let's, we'll start back at the beginning. The simplest one is cat, C-A-T, and then type hosts, and it will simply show you the contents of the file. Yeah, that one's okay. Cat's okay. Well, uh, the next one on the list, John, of course, would be? I like more. More. There you go. And if you type more hosts. Please, sir. Yeah. And with that file, that's a fairly short file, so it's uh, it's not going to show you all the benefits of more, but more lets you page through it. Cat would just simply spit it all out and and, and make you use your scroll back on your terminal to, to view it. More pages it one page per and you hit space bar and, and scroll through. And then of course, mm -hmm. someone thought more could get better. So instead of make calling the, the, the next iteration more better, they called it less. So yeah, you can type less from the terminal and then type the file name. And the cool part about less is it actually makes it very easy to go up or down. You can use Y and and V, I believe, right, to, to page up and down through the file, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And less would be my favorite editor because it's less. <laughs> less is more. Mm. Uh huh. But it's not more. Less is better than more. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Less is more than more? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just having too much fun here. I, I know it's, it's who, useless Who am I? Who am I? Go ahead. Tell them about it. It's a command. It shows yeah. who you are. Who am I? Shows what user you are. Yep. If you don't know, though, <laughs> it'll help. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're why you're suffering you... from identity crisis. That's uh, right. What else we got? Host name. That's another good one. Host name is another great no, one. It's usually showed in the uh, the uh, the prompt. At least it is on mine. Yep. Yeah. ifconfig? Nah, that's... No, we don't want to go there. But we can talk about a couple of network utilities that are available here. Um, I, I wind up, if, I, if I'm having trouble getting on the internet or, or, or pulling up a page or something, mm -hmm. the first thing I'll do is just fire open the terminal and use a little utility called ping. And you can do this from the, uh, the net info utility, right, John? Is that the name of yes. it? Yes. Uh, but I, I just find this much simpler. I, I fire open the terminal, I type ping, and usually what I'll do is ping www.apple.com. And immediately what should come up uh, is it'll show you what the IP address of apple.com is. And then it'll start pinging it. And you'll see a big long line where it says something like 64 bytes from and then Apple's IP address, and, uh, mm -hmm. and then it'll show you the ICMP, ICMP sequence. And ICMP is the protocol used by the ping command, and then it'll show you... Lower, low-level protocol. It's a very low-level protocol. It basically says, echo me back. Um, and it can be very handy for just seeing if your connection works. If it doesn't work, if you try to ping Apple.com, and Apple always seems to respond to pings for me, so it's a good mm -hmm. it's a good way to test. If that doesn't work, you can use my next favorite command, which is traceroot, which they shortened by making T-R-A-C-E-R-T. -E and if you mm -hmm. type traceroot, www.apple.com, you won't... Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. No, they didn't. You know what? I'm embarrassed to admit this. What? On Windows, it's T-R-A-C-E-R-T. -E on Unix, it's simply traceroot. <sighs> Yeah. 
the scourge that is Windows. I'll be I'll be flogged for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, but I'm tracing and it traces and it shows you where everything's going. What it, what it does is a certain it, point. It starts with your computer. Actually, starts with one computer past yours, and and then starts uh, showing you how long it took to get from your computer to each computer in the chain, and it'll show you all the hops between you and whatever the final destination mm-hmm. is of Apple. And it's actually kind of a cool thing because you can see the path that your yeah. all your data takes out. And, you know, I'm here in, in Durham, New Hampshire, and I can see that mm. mine hops from Durham to Portsmouth to Exeter, New Hampshire, to Newburyport, Mass, Groveland, Mass, Lawrence, Mass, Woburn, Mass, because they call it Woburn, yeah. even though it's Use with discretion, Woburn. though. That's right. And Don't use like over and over and over and over no. because yeah. it is somewhat invasive. People definitely, mm. uh, you can use it a couple times a day and you'll be fine. I think it, I think mm-hmm. the problem mm-hmm. is when you start using it hundreds yeah. of times going a day. Crazy. Yeah. Going crazy. Cause it does tie up router traffic. And of course there's better things to do with routers than to tell people that, yep, I'm alive. Better to just yeah, pass. It looks data. funny. It does look funny. So, should we? Uh, should, you know what? Let, let's give them one trick, because I, I I like this trick and and it drives me crazy and I have to do it on every Tiger machine that I do that I use. Mm-hmm. So and I haven't done it on this one yet, which is the one we're doing the podcast on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a little uh, stump the geek trick, but I I don't think it'll stump me because I have the answer in front of me and I've done it before. But uh, but in any event, you noticed before, of course, when we typed man space ls, it brought it up in that. Uh, less than friendly editor VI and we had to teach you how to mm-hmm. get out of it well that's all fine and good but VI just isn't easy to understand how for a you know a, a terminal novice how to get through so let's make it so that every time we run man instead of displaying it in VI it displays it in less so to do that you'll open up a fresh terminal window and that's the easiest way to make sure you're in your home directory and what you're going to do is you're going to type pico, P-I-C-O, space, and then dot, as in period, T-C-S-H-R-C. And that's the uh, the shell configuration file, for lack of a better term. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Am I there? Oh, yes. New file. Mine says new file. Yours says new file? Mm-hmm. Are you not set? Well, really? How is that possible? No, keep going. Are you in your home directory? Yeah. Yeah, keep sure? going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, PICO TCSHRC. And then what you're going to do is you're going to look. If, if a file comes up already, you'll look for a line that says set env, S-E-T-E-N-V, space man pager, and then has a whole bunch of stuff after it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have this file and or if it's empty, you'll simply type a new line. What you want to do is replace the line that says set man pager something with simply set man pager less or set env, sorry, set env man pager because you're setting an environment variable. And what you do is you just type it S E T E N V in lowercase, press space, and then in uppercase man pager, M A N P A G E R another space back to lowercase. Now less L E S S. That's what the line should be. If a line already exists, you can either go to the end of that line and erase the stuff that's there and simply replace it with less, or you can delete the line. And the way you delete a line in 
uh, the Pico or Nano Editor as it is here is if you look down on the bottom, there is an option for cut text. Get to the beginning of that line, hit Control K, and that will cut that text out. And then you can simply replace it. When you're done, Control X. Let me do it here. Set env man pager less. And then Control X. Save the option by hitting Y. Press enter. And boom, you're done. Now, if you were to try this right away, it wouldn't make a difference because it only loads this file once and it only loads the file when you log in to the terminal. So you can either quit the terminal and open it again or simply go to the file menu and choose new shell. And at that point, it should work fine. And sure enough, it did. If, it, if, if you open up a new terminal and you see and then you type man ls again, man space ls, you'll see a big long listing and at the bottom will be a colon that shows you that you're in less. It showed you one page. And if you hit spacebar, it'll show you the next page. Y will go up a line. V, or rather, uh, spacebar will go down a page. U will go up a page. And you're in man. Or in less, rather. To get out, Q, and you're done. Does that work hmm. for you, John? Yes, sir. Excellent. I like um, NS Lookup, though hmm. it's being uh, retired, That's it seems. It is, but you know what? That's a classic. I like it. And, and Dig works just as well. Let's, mm -hmm. Go ahead and tell them about NSLOOKUP. NSLOOKUP, you give it a name or a number, and it spits back whatever you didn't give it. That's right. And John, <laughs> what John's talking about is, is, is either DNS names or IP addresses. Uh, and so if you, if you were to look up NSLOOKUP, www.apple.com, it comes back and shows you a couple of different things. First, it tells you that NSLOOKUP is being deprecated, and we can ignore that. Then it'll show you your DNS server, your domain name server, and that's yeah. typically auto-assigned by your router or your cable modem. And then it'll probably give you a non-authoritative answer because chances yeah. are your DNS server is not the authoritative – sorry, the authority for Apple.com, uh, unless you happen to be using NS1.Apple.com <clears throat> as your name server. So you'll get yeah. that, and then I it'll got show you a good you. one here. Go ahead. It's www.apple.com, aka dns.net. That's right. Hmm. That's and Apple uses aka. Akamai. Apple yeah, uses I was going to say that sounds like Akamai, who yep. does uh, distributed uh, edge caching, redundant, yep. all all that fun caching yep. edge stuff. So what you're doing is you're getting the address of the Apple server hosted by Akamai that's closest to you. And of course, the reason they do this is, is what John was just saying. Instead of just having one server somewhere and having everybody beating on that, what Apple does is they contract with this company called Akamai. Um, and Akamai takes the data from their one server and spreads it all over the country so that it's actually closer to you and less hops away. Because Especially when Steve speaks. Oh, yeah. Those servers get pounded. So they got to do something. They, do, they have to do something. <laughs> we have to do something. Something must be done. Why, what are yeah, we doing? Yeah. What's right. next? Oh, I don't know. What? Uh, <laughs> what, what are you looking at me for? Who's the producer for this one? <laughs> well, we're a half hour in, so I think that's good enough. Now, let, we'll, uh, well, no, no, no. We have other things to do. And like I said, we we're going to split this terminal thing up into two different shows. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff. So, but, but there is one thing where John and I are definitely lacking um there's there's mm -hmm. many there's many things folks uh but there's one thing in particular that we're hoping someone can send in a concise and i use that term audio mm -hmm. comment about regular expressions we want to talk about the find command and a couple of others with the terminal that require the use of what's called regular expressions 
and regular expressions are anything but regular. So, in the interest of regularity, no, that didn't come out right. <laughs> anyway. Stop. Okay, stop. Change gears. In the interest of clarity, I'd love uh -huh. to have someone uh, send in an audio comment, if you would, or, or if you don't have the capability of sending an audio comment, call the phone number, 206-666-GEEK, or you can even try and Skype Geek. it to, uh, to us at MacGeekGab, uh, or you know, email it in at MacGeekGab at MacObserver.com. Send us something to tell us uh, it, briefly how to use regular expressions. I, we don't need to get too deep, but, uh, but if you've got some tricks up your sleeve that you use to help you remember how to deal with regular expressions without looking at the uh, cheat sheet every time, hmm. that would be killer. Absolutely. I hate them. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't grok them. So that's, uh, I don't get it, man. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. All right. What so else? We have, uh, we have a couple Mac things news? to go over. Or, no, other stuff first. Yeah, let, let's go through a couple yeah. of these other things. Let's see. Um, I'm going to skip this one comment in the interest yeah. of time. Uh, but I did want to talk about the fact that this show and last week's show are coming to you in, back in MP3 format. And there's, there's a reason for that. Popular demand. It is. It's popular demand. They, it's a groundswell of support. A groundswell. <laughs> It's true, you, man. I saw it. It wasn't pretty. A lot of you wanted MP3 support with a feed, not just a link from the website. And it makes sense. There's there's plenty of you that are even if you're using iTunes, you're still not using an iPod. And of course, that makes perfect sense. You know, to us, you got to understand, I, I wind up with more gadgets than I know what to do with. But but that's just because of my job here. So uh, it, you'll have to excuse our our indiscretion here, our, our lack of 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 uh, oh, here it is empathy. The empathy. Thank you. Oh, you crystallized my thoughts. Uh, for 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 uh, for for everyone out there, we will be creating the the enhanced version of the show, and we will be creating a separate feed with it. Frankly, the thing that that has kept that from happening is that. We have a little PHP script that creates our feeds and actually creates our whole backend. And most of it was actually designed by yours truly. Uh, mm -hmm. At least the guts of it were. And then, uh, and then we've had various people over the years to help us. And, uh, and right now it's all fallen back into my lap. And, uh, and I, in the process of bringing people in to help but don't have that help where it needs to be right now so because of that i have not been able to rewrite all the scripts required to generate not one but two feeds for every show that's why it's not happening so hopefully that will be fixed in the next week or so here uh if there's anybody that wants to help let me know you so, can convert, but it's a pain in the neck we know yeah so we just we'll leave it at mp3 for now and then we will have we'll have two feeds this one, the one you're getting now, will always stay MP3. We will simply add another one with the enhanced version, and you can subscribe to that if you so choose. Uh, I think so. I think that's the right way to do it. Nice. So I got this thing on my uh, menu bar I just want to mention, the, yeah. uh, the smart, uh, smart Reporter. Remember we were talking about the hard drive thing? Mm-hmm. And a listener, I, I forgot who it was, uh, but, but there's a nice little uh, utility called Smart Reporter that shows your drive status. I like it. Well, like as in that they're they're connected or smart is a uh, oh smart smart what yeah, sorry yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. system sorry. monitoring yeah, yeah. array something it, it basically makes sure your hard drive's not yeah. about to uh, explode but yeah. no it's a menu bar thing but menu, uh, a okay. listener sent that in I I don't have your name sorry but 
I just noticed it. So awesome. What's uh? What else we got? Awesome. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at our things here. We have actually an audio comment from someone about FireWire versus USB speeds. <laughs> Oh, and this is yeah. this is actually great. So I wanted to share it with all of you. So hopefully this will work better than it did last week. Hey guys, this is Rob Love from Seattle, also known as Air yeah. Force Cadet Love on the Mac Reserve Forum. And yeah. I, you had a, a little segment on the last podcast about FireWire versus USB and why USB on paper is faster. And the reason is this: is that USB kind of fluctuates in the speed. Sometimes it can go up to its max of 480. Most of the time, it gets down below into the mid-300s. Now, the reason they use FireWire on video cameras is because FireWire is a steady 400 Mbps, and it really doesn't ever fluctuate for that. And for cameras, uh, when you're ripping it to the hard drive, they do need that kind of steady fluctuation. Or that, I'm sorry, not the steady without fluctuation. And uh, just wanted to tell you that, and uh, keep up the good work. Loving the show. Thanks. Thank you, Rob. That uh, That's great to know. And I also got... I got something I didn't share with you, John, and, but I'm going to, I'm going to pull it out now. Someone, <laughs> Matt, Matt Holt took the time to look up the definition of firewire in the Wikipedia. And uh, what he found was, was this because we're, we've been talking about firewire power consumption and I wanted to, mm-hmm. to, uh, what do you, what do you, oh, yeah, I think, <sighs> I think I I'll look there too. I should but never yeah, have they... given you my Skype address, John. <laughs> <laughs> kind of have to. Yeah. Sorry. Well, kind of. Anyway, uh, FireWire's six-wire cable is not only more convenient than SCSI cables, but can supply up to 45 watts of power per port. Yeah, remember I found that. You did, allowing moderate consumption devices to operate without a separate power cord. Now, just because it can uh, supply it, I I don't think that means that computers actually supply it. Oh, certainly. And I I think that's why why we haven't seen anything... Where we're using, uh, of course, it, it, there's also a voltage thing here, right? And it's five volts versus twelve volts, and I, I think that's that's right. the lim- that's the limitation here. So I just wanted to uh, to get that out of the way, and now I can throw yeah, it on the ground. But it's really annoying because USB. I got to say, every utility I've seen, like the As- Apple uh, System Profiler, yep. um, says, okay, this bus is capable of this much current, and yeah. This is how much I can handle. I don't know why FireWire doesn't do the same because, I mean, you could program the device to advertise, you know, what uh, its maximum capabilities are as far as drawing uh, current or yeah. power. So I don't get it, man. I, I've been having a weird problem with FireWire on my machine that I'll just mention here that I've been having on every aluminum laptop that I've had from Apple, mm. which I basically had since they came out with them. With the USB? No, with FireWire. And here's the problem. Uh, if I have an iPod, if, if I have a, a, an iSight connected to FireWire, and then mm. I plug an iPod in, the iSight drops off the bus every mm. single time. And the only way to get it back on is to unplug the iSight from the port, plug it back in, and then it works fine again. No problem. Really? But it you happens. You flashed your uh, firmware in the iSight and all everything. that. I think there was an update. Yeah. Yep, yep. Right. And hmm. so what I did, and I, I mentioned this recently, is I simply switched, and now I have my external hard drive running on FireWire, and now I plug my i my iPod in via uh, USB, and of course the problem has gone away. So, uh, hmm. uh, so I share that yeah. tip with you. Yeah, I was thinking about the USB because I got a coworker, and he had a really weird thing. I can't remember the name of the drive. It was a off-brand external USB kind of deal, and it would work in every machine except his new 15-inch uh, PowerBook. 
Oh, boy. It didn't have enough current, and then when it did, we found a keyboard adapter, which ironically had to plug into a PC because it was a uh, you know one of those PS2 keyboard things. Duh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I assume everybody in the world has a PC. But anyways. That's right. <laughs> um, and it powered it, but it wouldn't show up. It would show up in the system profiler, but not on the Mac. And then I surfed around, and they had a specific issue. But uh, it was weird because out of the box, the machine couldn't provide for this. Now, it could be because it was weird off-brand and had you know way out-of-spec components. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't even wake up the drive, which was weird, and it was USB. But the, the, that was an anomaly, I hope. Yeah, well, you hope. Yeah. All right, well, so. I, we're, we're at the 40-minute mark here, and we've got a couple of things to talk about. So we're going to skip something that we were going to do, um, and and that is uh, talking about the multitude of comments that have come in about how best to organize your apps and make them launchable without moving them around in the applications folder. Um, and lo- lots of great comments and a couple of audio comments about that. So I, I, I do want to spend the time to do that, but we're not going to do it tonight. Uh, because the new iMac and iPod came out this week, and I have one little huh? thing to mention. About they what? did? Josh. <laughs> yes, I'm sure oh, everybody Oh, that iMac and iPod. Yes, the, the iPod that, that plays video, which is not to be confused with the video iPod, right? I mean, it it we're not quite there yet with with everything um mm-hmm. but uh but it, it it is the iPod that plays video and it's the first foray into that and i think we'll see more and more and then of course the iMac which hardware wise has a couple of little changes right it's got the uh the eyesight built into it right john nice and and then has a couple of cool pieces of software that uh that make it more that digital hub so and See? hardware, kind of. Kind of, yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah, The uh, new iMac G5. That's right. And it, to me, it seems like, you know, it, there were always these questions about, well, is Apple using the Mac business to fund its iPod uh, endeavor, and, and will the Mac go by the wayside? Or are they using the iPod to, to pull in, uh, you know, countless thousands to uh, countless millions, hopefully, to mm-hmm. the Mac world? And with this latest announcement, it sure seems like they're they're almost doing both. But but the Mac is definitely still on their radar, as far as I can tell. Uh, and and they're definitely yeah. they're, they're definitely using the iPod to bring people to the Mac. And now the Mac is going to be that digital hub that uh, that they've that they've, mm-hmm. that they've always talked about. I mean, it, it is. But you know, adding it. Adding the the uh, the photo capabilities and, and and the remote control and all of that stuff to the iMac really kind of sends the message that yeah this thing is built to be put in your living room. Yep, and what strikes me is uh, I see that um, you know of course I'm a Apple enthusiast, but I still see the strategy here is that they're they're doing slow and steady yep. versus you know another major uh, platform that uh, has this thing called the Media Center PC, right. which from most accounts that I've seen, I haven't actually used one. I will admit that, but I've talked to folks who have. Oh, they work great. So again, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, yeah. but 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 to me, it's the philosophy of kind of dogpiling all this functionality in something and say, hey, check this out. This is a good thing because it has all the bells and whistles versus something that is rolled out on a more thoughtful time frame where Apple yeah. is kind of easing you into. But they're also easing you into it. I think there's a point a lot of people miss is that they have content that people want. Before it was like, okay, you can watch video, but what was really available that's compelling um, right. to a certain extent? I mean, there was stuff out there, definitely, but 
you know, because of Apple's position as, uh, you know, the size of the company and all that, I think they can do things that uh, other players like Microsoft can't, which is they're not, they're big enough to be taken seriously, but not so big that you're worried that they're going to crush you like a buck. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they definitely, it's true. They, they definitely have the ability to play the underdog and, and play it well, even when they're in a market leader position as they were with rolling out digital music. And now, of course, digital uh, TV downloads. I mean, the resolution is low, but obviously they had to do that to uh, to get the, the networks to agree to do this. But uh, uh, you're right. Yeah, they, 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 they play that underdog role. Very, uh, they're, they're happy to play that card even, even when they're not really the underdog, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so It could just be an experiment, but to me it's an experiment in, uh, you know, distributing video. That's yeah. the cool part, I think. That's the cool part, and and I think uh, you know, I th- I think Apple's treading carefully here. They, they, uh, you know, they they've said for a long time they wanted to do this, but they wanted to do it right, and the way that they've done it basically sets them up so that there's no opportunity for failure if it doesn't get, uh, you know, totally adopted by the mainstream. And I think in in some way it will, but even if it doesn't, they they, they haven't uh, you know staked their 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 future on it. And uh, basically, have said, "Look, it's an audio device, but it'll do video. And you go experiment and let us know, and we'll follow you." You know, basically. So. Yeah, well, you know, but it's it's a new area for Apple because they never had any sort of product that had any sort of you know television abilities in it. Right. That's oh right. wait, no, well, I'm sorry, they did, didn't they? Did. they? Was, yeah, they did. Yeah. Back in the early nineties. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But Just when, for the, uh, yeah. the, the certain populations out there who claim that Apple is the aggressor and steals from Microsoft. That's right. Love that uh, crowd, though. And <laughs> they I, keep life I, interesting. And I will post a link, uh, and you can find it, of course, at, at the site. But Andy Anatko wrote a nice column for us this week about how to stuff oh, a video yeah. iPod. Great, great stuff about how to take video you already have and convert it into a format that you can then watch and store on your uh, video iPod. If you if you have gotten one already, and I've, I've asked, but uh, have you seen? Have you touched? I have not touched. I'm I'm waiting mm. waiting for the box to arrive. So they got one of those. Oh oh. I hope. Mm. Yeah, so. I think it's oh, that time again, oh. John. We gotta oh, get the out guy's of here. Starting to play music here. Yeah. Oh, I noticed the boy. guy with the hook in the corner was coming to get me. <laughs> what the heck? The oh. dummy. Oh. Yeah. All right. What do we gotta say before we? Uh, Hit the uh, happy trails there. We gotta say something. Uh, next week, what's going on next week? Favorite uh, terminal. More, more. Yes. So if if more terminal, advanced terminal, you'd send in comments with your favorite, uh, your favorite stuff. And, uh, oh, look at this! I've got people I am skyping me here. They want to. Hey, you got the me. number? You got the number? I got the number. It's two zero six 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 geek. That's two zero six 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 four three three five. If you want to Skype a voicemail to us. You know, we talked about it last week, but we never actually said... Told people how. Yes. And it's Skype Ooh. to MacGeekGab. And uh, and I looked at... I, one of you tried to do it this week and, and hunted down the name mm-hmm. anyway, but it was a one-second comment, which was a good thing because, frankly, I don't know how to get these comments out. <laughs> so there's no way to export it. So I'll have to use Audio Hijack Pro or something and go crazy. So Oh, Skype? Oh, I... I met a Skype guy when I was at that thing in uh, okay. the city this week. Cool. I'll give you his card. Cool. 
Uh, so audio comments can be Skyped in, like we said, to Mac Geek Gab. Yes. Uh, phoned in to 206-666-GEEK, which is Telepathically. You can send them telepathically like to, to John. That's right. John's always in <laughs> telepathy receive mode, and it's really fun to play with him when he's at work. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> we do have more Gmail invites than, uh, than, than I can shake a bucket. stick at. Yeah. John's... No, never mind. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> a comment was about to come out that's just not worth it. Uh, you can visit the show notes at macgeekgab.com or macobserver.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. We're done. Get it's out. a Monday. It's a Monday, but Get it's a long it. show. Yeah. So thanks for bearing with us, folks. Please stay subscribed. Tune in next week. Same geek ba- time. Geek same time. Gab yeah. channel. Yeah. 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 Yeah.